Sometimes I walk down to the ocean on these cold winter days, and I'm surprised how beautiful it all is, and how few people are around. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. The extended darkness and cold of winter in Maine have a way of keeping more people inside or far away more of the time. As much as the idea of hunkering down inside through the winter might appeal, it's just not natural to do so. We can't dial our metabolic rate down low enough to truly hibernate. We have jobs and school to attend. So, like other active winter animals, we need to spend some time outdoors to maintain our physical and mental health through the darkest season. On an attempt to do just that, I had the pleasure of seeing a flashy duck that takes being active in the winter to a whole new level, the harlequin duck. I spent most of the month of January sick with bronchitis, an illness I haven't had since I was a kid, but I'm still a firm believer that daily outdoor time is necessary for health, even when it's cold or wet. So on a day when I had planned on climbing a mountain but found myself too under the weather to pull that off, I instead headed to Skudik Point for a slow wander along the coast. With my binoculars in tow, I remarked to my adventure buddy that it was a perfect time of year to see some interesting seabirds, including harlequins, which have eluded me for years despite several focused attempts at finding them. We parked, walked down to the rocky point, and there, being tossed by the rough waves, were over a dozen harlequin ducks. I literally jumped for joy at that moment, a species I had never seen before, On a day when I didn't feel well enough to do something more adventurous, what could be better? There's a reason these ducks are named after harlequins, the clown-like pantomiming characters dressed in bright colors and checkered or diamond patterns, with notable physical agility. Breeding male harlequin ducks sport a stunning shade of slate blue punctuated by white stripes, a white crescent by the eye, and chestnut red-colored sides and brow highlights. Females, while overall gray-brown, also have a white spot on the cheek that makes them relatively simple to identify, especially when among males for comparison. These ducks are smaller than mallards, but larger than buffleheads, and can be found in rough waters diving beneath the surface to find small fish and aquatic invertebrates to eat, such as crabs, periwinkles, mussels, and even barnacles. During the breeding season, these ducks prefer whitewater sections of mountain streams and rivers in western Canada and the very northwest corner of the U.S. or in northeastern Canada and Greenland. Come the winter non-breeding season, they move to rocky coastlines with similarly turbulent water. On winter nights, they simply go a little farther away from shore to be able to roost on the open ocean. Now, I'm just going to pause for a moment and make sure you're really taking this in. These ostentatious ducks prefer living in places where fast-moving water is getting slammed against rocks, where they regularly walk on slippery rocks and dive underwater as far as 70 feet for nearly a minute in order to eat the sharpest of aquatic foods. This lifestyle has them reportedly dealing with more broken bones than any other species. But if those characteristics have turned these ducks into something intimidatingly tough in your eyes, Perhaps the fact that they make gentle squeaking noises, giving them the other name of sea mice, and they have long-term monogamous relationships that they maintain year-round, will soften them somewhat. So the next time you need to bring some joy into the winter darkness, you could head to the rocky coast to seek a group of harlequin ducks. The coast of Maine, in fact, holds more than half their entire eastern population in the winter. 
Penobscot Bay, Jericho Bay, and Scudic Point are the likeliest places to find them. We know that their winter populations are much smaller than they used to be, but because most of their range is in remote northern areas that aren't surveyed, scientists don't know why. But given their love for whitewater, you can imagine that dams or anything else that slows rivers down, covering their prey in silt, would make life harder for a harlequin. So this is yet another reminder to take care of your local watershed. You can find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, how to contact us, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover in the show, let us know. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) 